that guy. You know that guy. Yeah, that guy too. Okay. Yeah. I... <laughs> She's adorable. I've dropped everything this week. Dropped everything this week. Hi. Mm, mm. Drop. Okay. Let the beat drop. Horror Movie Survival Guide is a weekly podcast where I, Gorehound Julia Marchesi, delves into my horror movie notebook to corrupt another one of my longtime chums, Terry Gamble, who is hiding in the creepy horror closet. My mission is to learn the gospel of horror movie survival and to incorporate Julia's wealth of wisdom to become a final girl disciple. Join us as we take a deep dive into everything from OG horror to newly released films, but preferably classics on VHS. We'll talk about obscure details that no one else notices. Spin off into alternate casting universes, crush on some dodgy, foxy fellows, and creepy uncles, and arm ourselves with the knowledge necessary to become the final girl. Hey guys, welcome to Horror Movie Survival Guide. I'm Julia. I'm Terry. And this week we will be talking about 1989's Puppet Puppet Master. Master. Title of this episode is I'm the Master. Master. Tagline for this movie actually very helpful. Okay. Because it gives you all the names of the puppets, which they never say in the movie at all. Oh my God, please. I I don't even know. I'm ready to write this down. What is it? Tunneler. Yeah. Jester. Yeah. Leech Woman. Yeah. Pinhead. Come on, guys. That's already taken. This is from 1989. This is two years after Hellraiser. You it's can't call taken. it. You, you can't, can't call, it. call it Pinhead. But he is technically a Pinhead, he though. He is, but you can't call him that. It's yeah. another. It's taken. Yeah. Taken. Uh, Name's taken. <laughs> uh, and Blade. Okay. Uh, and then it says, evil comes in all sizes. That's kind of what I called them. I was, it was close. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Uh, so this movie was written by Charles Band and Kenneth J. Hall and directed by David Schmoller. This film was direct to video. Bypass that theatrical thing all the way. Why would they do that? This is a cinematic freaking masterpiece. (laughs) Idiots. Uh, uh, (laughs) Julia. (laughs) A shout out for uh, David Allen Productions uh, for the puppet effects, which are legit in this movie. Um, The puppets are freaking dope in this movie. I'm going to give it up for these puppets. I've discovered watching this movie again this time that I think one of the things I dislike about this movie is the music. I hate it. I hate Richard Band's synthesizer so much. It sounds so cheesy. And I feel uh, like if they had different music, it would make it so different. See, this is where we, I think, divide or whatever. You love it? I love shitty synth music. And like, I love like... There's good synth and then there's I love not- like... I I know. I love like... I, I just really like cheesy things. I'm going okay. to admit it. Like that's I kind of my... I do but... Yeah, you do. But also I think I, I like some, cheesier like, things. I want like Tangerine Dream Simps. Like that's what I want. Okay. You know? Okay. I want some like score. Okay. Like this is just wah, wah, chick, like cheesy but plonking around. But it goes around. with these little puppets because he's trying to get it. It's trying to like match the size of what like the villains or whatever in this. They're so tiny. I like, get it. The POVs that so, you're getting with like like you feel the little feet. I love that shit. <laughs> the puppet POV puppet POV excellent. It's lo- amazing. That whole this whole like opening moment like where you get this little puppet walking you're like, "Oh, uh, we open on the Bodega Bay Inn in 1939, yep. where we have uh, William Hickey, who is playing Andre Toulon, yes. who is a puppet master. He's a great like magician and puppet master, uh, and he's there carving his little, and playing with his little puppets and creating new puppets. And, and looking very calm, and there's a puppet who is, looks like he's keeping guard, looking watch. He's a lookout puppet. And there we already know that the puppets can move, and he's just talking to them like they're his children. Yeah, they're his homies. They're like his BFFs right now. Uh, and... Uh, 
life life upon my life life on my mm-hmm. life is something that he so we like we know he has this sort of magic that he imbues in the puppet so mm-hmm. soon as like the puppet's complete he's finished carving this little puppet he says this little phrase and it like animates yeah and it's cool that's the one that has like the turny head that does mm-hmm. the different expressions i like that one mm-hmm. um but he knows that someone's coming and so he, he says yeah they're coming uh, and mm-hmm. we find out the blade is the puppet that has been running to try to find, to trying to get there. And he finally gets there. They put him in the trunk. He hides the trunk in the wall. Yeah. And this is cool too. I love this sequence as he's getting into, as blade is, you're getting that puppet POV. Um, and it looks like Hollywood tower of terror, kind of like oh, that yeah, kind of like vibe, you know, like old timey, like, Ooh, creepy hotel. Uh-huh. Um, but you see, like, I love the like tracking shots kind of through the people's feet and you're seeing like these beautiful old time shoes and suitcases. It's very glamorous. This little it place. is. But you know, you, you start going like, okay, is anyone going to notice that there's this puppet running around and no one notices until finally when he gets up to the stairs, like one, one lady. lady. I'm like how <laughs> unobservant are these people? Uh, no one's looking down. No. Most people don't look. I mean, when you're, you know, I would notice if there was a puppet running around. Can I? You just would say think that? so, but these puppets are also like they are very stealth. Do yes. you know what I mean? They're like they're very good at like that's why because they're so tiny they can kind of just duck around a corner or hide behind a suitcase right. or like all these different things they've been showing us. There's plenty of places he could duck around. Uh, this blade puppet, by the way, uh, is hypothetically supposedly based on Klaus Kinski. Okay. which i can totally see yeah totally um and so once blade and everyone all the puppets are hidden away in the wall Secret panel in the wall uh to shoots himself in the head it's pretty gnarly uh and so then we cut to yale university present day present day well present day in the 80s at least uh where we see uh paul lamont who is playing alex yes who is having a nightmare yeah where he's uh seeing uh, it's like a, a there's a black and white sequence he's seeing a man with a gun he's saying that she can't, can't save her and yeah he looks can't down, save her alex uh and he sees that his shirt is getting bloody and it's uh, covered in leeches got leeches but then he's they're doing a lot of like these wake up fake outs where it's like it's a dream went, within a dream within a dream within a dream i was yeah. like inception <laughs> yeah i think they run on shoot when i think of that but oh well yeah different that, points of reference <laughs> but they're both legit right uh, so that's how we meet Alex, um, having this nightmare, mm-hmm. leech, like, leech nightmare. Then we meet Dana, who is a carnival gypsy. Yeah, so we got this carnival fun fair. Who is getting her uh, fortune told none other than Miss Barbara Crampton. Yes, adorable. And she's with this like dopey-ass guy, Buddy, or whatever. And you can tell that Dana does not care at all. It's just kind of like, you'll do this thing. No? How about that thing? Okay, okay great. That worked? Great. <laughs> like, doesn't even <laughs> care, uh, but then starts to have this kind of attack. Yeah, she has a real trance. And it reminded me because we were just watching um, Don't Look Now not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of that. Like, yeah, at least there's no like, what? Breath, she's not yeah. rubbing her breast. But, it is but it's better, close. Better like she's than... rubbing her head and like getting in that motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and says that she says Gallagher's going to kill me. Yeah. So she knows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we meet Carissa and Frank, who are doing real-time thought tra- experiment transmissions. Uh, the Pensa Research Incorporated. Yeah. And I, I had forgotten that this movie circles around, like, a, a bunch of psychics who are, like, buddies who, mm-hmm. like, hang out together. And it's kind of a, a cool concept, I'll give it, I'll, right? I'll, I'll grant you. And, these, and this couple's so odd, too. I love them. because they're them. Yeah, because they're, like holding hands so it's like they they have shorthand completely so they don't have to say everything out loud but they're he's like oh this is what you see 
oh, this is what you see? Like, what's she seeing? Like, as they're trying to dive into this girl's brain to, like, find out her sexual fantasies. Yeah, and Carissa might be my favorite psychic ever because it's like it's like sexual, psychic stuff only. That's all she She's reads. She's the ceiling lady. She's like, oh, someone, like, made out right here. Yeah, it's all about sex. I'm like, that's kind of cool. Like, someone that's, had a beautiful date right here. That's your psychic power is that you can tell people who had great sex right here and you can feel it. That's awesome. For better or worse, though, because that would be overwhelming, I think, in certain places. Well, like I, if you're like, like she kind of gets overwhelmed by it, I think sometimes and like doesn't know, like doesn't want to stop it. I'm just like, girl, I think she's kind of addicted to it. Well, I can see how that could po- be possible. Right. Um, so they all arrive at this hotel, the Bodega mm-hmm. Bay Inn. Um, Dana, they dub the White Witch. Yes. So she's that's her. She's a kind of a witchy lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, they meet Meg- Megan Gallagher, who is Neil's wife. And then widow, new widow. Because Neil is dead. The guy that they thought they were coming to meet because they were coming to confront him. Right. Well, they were coming in front. They also all got that like psychic message that he was like that they needed to be there to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't like they got like a letter. Like they literally all show up the next day after like feel, experiencing this weird weirdness the night before or the day before. And they find out that he has shot himself. So they go in and Dana doesn't really believe it. So she takes, takes out a big ass hat pin and just puts it right in his chest. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, just making sure. Just making sure he's actually dead. And so he is. Um, and uh, Megan finds that she doesn't know why he shot himself. Like she's not really sure. Like she's been trying to figure it out and hoping these people can help her. We have these kind of like these little moments of meeting everybody. Like we, how strange they are. Dana has like a stuffed dog in her suitcase. Not a stuffed an actual real dog that is stuffed. I want to be clear. That's oh, not, yeah. Don't it's know not it's like a, a teddy bear. stuffed animal. It it's is like a, a taxidermied puppy. Dog. Mm-hmm. Pekingese, I it's believe. A, yeah, it's a real it's a real dog that's taxidermied. Um, and we also meet our crazy, suspicious maid lady, too. Who's Teresa? Like, yeah, she's like, don't touch the bodies. Don't touch the body, people. Like, she doesn't uh, trust anyone. And they, they warn her not to go near the fireplace, this yes. Teresa. Um, I really like Teresa. I kind of want a Teresa spinoff. I want to know what Teresa's deal is. Oh, yeah. She's crazy. Uh, what is her deal? She's she, great. She seems like she knows more than she's letting on. She does. She's very intense. And she because she was with the family at that hotel for a really long right. time. Too, she knows so all the secrets. She knows a lot of stuff that's happened in that crazy hotel. So we have this kind of crazy um, scene back and forth because we have Frank and Carissa who are in the elevator and Carissa starts to feel that the Gallagher had raped a lady in there yeah. and that was really not fun. But then she goes back to but her But Teresa's in the, in the elevator with right. them and, and like, she's Ugh. like, don't tell the missus that that happened because she's already kind of going through a lot right now that he's dead. So don't tell her that her dead husband was a rapist, please. Yeah, probably don't don't mention that. Yeah. Uh, but the bed in her hotel room makes up for it because uh, she can feel, she's like, oh, movie stars had sex in this bed and it was amazing. Yes, Clark Gable and Carol Lombard. Like, oh, so here's the question I have with this. Um, can she like cycle through everybody who had sex in that bed and pick out the one she wants to focus on most or is it just like random that's what i was wondering because i was like it would be overwhelming because if you're in a hotel that's a lot lot of you know past situations i'm sure in a room yeah so how does she get to how does she choose is it just the bed chooses her or she chooses the moment who knows i don't know i want more answers about this i don't know how her whole like powers work Mm -mm. but then we cut down to a coffin shot of of um Neil Gallagher in his coffin and there's like a last supper scene that's like on the coffin. I was like, oh, it's so religious. And I was like, oh, I don't think this is what this guy needs or Uh wants. But a weird hand thing starts crawling out. We see these big hands and then a little head. That's this is the pinhead Uh um, puppet pop out of the coffin. And I was like, oh, no, what is he going to do? Cut to our dinner. And everyone's like having these like dinner time, like 
confessions. Yeah, because Megan seems quite sweet and naive and is trying to tell them what she knows and it's not the truth. And they all know it's not the truth and they know she's been used and that he got... They know he's a bastard. Gallagher is is a shitty person. Because she just thinks he's eccentric and kind of standoffish. But they're Mm -hmm. like, no, no, he's a monster and you've married a monster and he married you for your money and obviously for this hotel and just saying it like it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love Dana's line where she says that uh, she's not a cynic. She likes to think of herself as a nasty bitch. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm not a cynic. I'm just a nasty bitch. And Mm -hmm. she like just reads... Uh, so she, Megan says that when she got the when they got the hotel when they got married, he really wanted to do all this construction and really like renovate this hotel. He like, tore the place apart for a year. It was tear was doing this construction and then mysteriously stopped one day mm-hmm. and then just started disappearing into to his work. And she didn't. And she know. doesn't know what he does. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know what his work is. Just knows that he's really busy with it. And I was like, oh, that's not a good sign. No. To be married to someone you don't know what they do, like, and they're just in a in a room cordoned off somewhere, and you're house hotel mm-hmm. that's weird um so but the the gang says that the neil had screwed them really yeah, badly he screwed us we're so, here to get even even the score yeah so they're that's the intention and they talk about how neil had brought them all together in the first place because they all had these powers mm-hmm. and he had found out that the egyptian found a way to give life to inanimate objects that's a special egyptian magic um, so that they will, this, this is what they think that he knows that they've, they know about the puppets. They know about Toulon. They know everything that's happening. They just haven't put the pieces together quite mm-hmm. yet. Um, Teresa as prophesies has a horrible, uh, fireplace death when the puppets come to get her. Um, are they just, are the puppets just trained to kill on, they just trained to kill everybody here. Is that the plan? I think that was the plan because that's what Dana eventually is like, Hey, he wants to kill all of us. That's what he's going to try to do. And I think she was hip to that from kind of the beginning. Like, I'm well, sad Teresa had to go first. I wish she could have been around longer, too. But, hey, that's okay. all right. Um, and Gallagher's body is also mysteriously moved from and time seated, to time. seated, yeah. He's seated in, like, the little, like, near the, not too far from the fireplace, like, by the piano. Yeah. So after dinner, uh, Carissa and Frank go back to the room where Carissa takes a bath. There's the tits that you mentioned that you were excited about in this. This was not the first booby. I mean, we had rape booby, which is also uncomfortable. Yeah. But then we got bathtub booby, which was, which was great. And she's remembering the two Mm -hmm. women from the Navy who spent their entire leave in in that bathtub. But I thought it was great because she also did grab herself earlier too when they were, she was talking about Clark Gable and Carol Lombard and trying to get like her man to get in the bed with her. And he's like, no, no, no. We got to focus on like figuring out what's happening here. Can't get too distracted. I could see how that could be distracting. Clark That's Gable. what I'm telling you. She's not focused. No. That's what's like. She's like the most unfocused because she's always just like, oh, this place is what, this is what happened here. I was like, girl. <laughs> it would be too much. I would not want that psychic power, Julia. Um, so, you know, they have the scare where she's calling for Frank and he's not answering. She gets out of the bathtub and he just, I don't understand. He's just messing with her. What the worst time? Let me put pantyhose on my head and then I'm going to come out and I'm going to garrot you with pantyhose. But then we're also going to start making out. and it's Through like, the pantyhose. Through the pantyhose. I don't understand that chain of logic <laughs> they're also like really weird you I know, know what i mean like, like as a couple so they're just like i feel like they've tried everything at this point they're because they're that couple right so like he has to do random stuff like that to like keep it like exciting for them so they're <laughs> trying to do uh sexual experiments 517a yes where they're going to try to channel gallagher through their sex I was like, that's a bad idea. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a good idea. It doesn't um, seem well thought out at all. Tied, uh, Frank is tied up and blindfolded. Uh, and 
things go awry. Yeah, as Carissa and him are, are, are through this experiment, basically having crazy sex, like while he's tied up and blindfolded, um, the door opens mm-hmm. to their room and Chris is like, what? Somebody's in here. Mm-hmm, what's going on? And so he's like, wait, well, untie me so I can look and see. Why doesn't she untie him right away? Because she just wants to, like, I'll just look real quick. Let me just look under the bed real quick. She doesn't know. She, she about to get drilled. drilled. <laughs> but for real drilled. Yeah. By really. this drill puppet. <laughs> um, and also, so she, that she, he, doesn't, he doesn't know what's happening. So then he, all of a sudden, somebody's uh, licking his nipple. And he's like, oh, she's back. And he, he just hears moaning sounds. And it's the creepy, this is the worst one. This it really is the worst awful. one. Um, it's like a hot, sexy puppet at first. You're like, ooh. Yeah, you're like, ooh, she kind of looks like a sex doll puppet. And you're like, oh, kind of licking my nipple. I'm, I'm cool with that. That's all right. But it's not no. her tongue. It's a leech. Mm-hmm. And it's just like these horrible close-up shots of like the puppet puking these leeches out on yeah, his chest. Yeah, because it's too big for her throat, so it's just like that's what it sounds like in my mind to me. And then, <laughs> then they, they, she drops them all over his body, and then all of a sudden he's like, "What?" And his blindfold finally shimmies enough where he gets a peek and sees. It's a freaking weird puppet. And with he leeches. really starts screaming. But Dana and Alex have heard them having sex all night. And this sounds exactly the same as them screaming. So, so. no one believes that there's anything wrong because it just sounds like he's crying wolf, basically. Yeah, nobody, nobody goes to go check. So mm-hmm. um, Dana is drunk and wandering the halls, tries to get on Alex, who's not into it. But she's While like, she's holding her taxidermy dog, though, that could be part of the problem. I think if she didn't have the dog in her arms, he might have taken her up on it. But I also, I like that her response after he rejects her, she's like, I tried. And I'm like, I like that. Yeah. You, just, you tried, you know, and she it didn't did. work out, but that's cool. Maybe it'll work out next time. But uh, Gallagher's body is in Dana's room and she's like, oh, great. There you are. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Let me do your witchy stuff on you. So to make sure that you're not, you're going to stay dead this time. Right. Uh, so she feels real good about it. But then one of the puppets doesn't. Pinhead comes up and just it grabs her foot in such a way that it breaks immediately. I don't even know how he's that's possible. wicked strong. Yeah, just he's the muscle. That's why he's got no head. He's just like arms and big hand, like <laughs> almost human sized hands. Uh, but they, she gives him a tussle. They, they, mm-hmm. like, they punch each other, and uh, she ends up throwing it down the stairs, uh, but and escaping in the elevator. But they're waiting for her. And got down at the end of but elevator ride <laughs> in the lift in the lift. Yeah, and, and she's got another puppet fight happening, and she's got dueled to the death. And Blade slits her throat, so Dana is down. So that's three three psychics down, one to go. Right. Uh, so uh, Megan comes to get Alex uh, and take her somewhere, and he's taking her in this strange back area of the hotel and is saying, like, this is where uh, Neil used to work, uh, and then takes her into the room that he keeps seeing in this recurring dream he mm-hmm. has that's in black and white, where you have this man in a tuxedo with a gun uh, saying that he can't save her, wakes up. Megan comes to come get him and the exact same thing happens again. We're in a loop now. We've mm-hmm. like, it's, it's like three deep now that he's had these like fake outs. Cause he like basically is seeing kind of what's been happening to everybody. Right. But and like I, in weird dream sequence versions. And of I it. wish that it was on an inception level, right. Where I felt mm-hmm. how crazy that is. I'm like, Oh, it's mm-hmm. happening again. And it just doesn't, it's, I don't know. There's something not it's quite. more groundhog day than inception. <laughs> <laughs> 
for him because it does feel like the same thing just happened. You're like, dude, you literally just had the same thing. It's like bad deja vu. Yeah, but he knows it and he mm-hmm. tries to like, he starts to like say what she's going to say mm-hmm. um, and take her in a different direction. They find Toulon's, di- Toulon's diary, right. uh, which talks to, and also uh, the ancient Egyptian rites of the afterlife. So they say that these puppets mirror the souls of their masters. So we know wh- we know why they're evil now. Yeah, because Neil is a bastard. Mm-hmm. So uh, they go into this room, uh, and uh, there he is. There's there's Gallagher, as prophesied in his dream, who first puts the gun to his own head mm-hmm. and then sh- shoots, points it at Alex, um, and takes him down to the dining room where all of the friends. It's are, a dead man's party. That's what I have. Who could <laughs> ask for more? It's totally the dead friends. It's yeah. like a dead friends dinner party. It's like. The worst dinner party of all time. It looks so bad. I mean, they're they they look awful. Like, jacked up. They look completely jacked up. It's like Dana's her you know, throat's all slit, and you, you see the blood coagulated and running down her little head. And Frank's there with like a, a weird smile on his face because he was like in the midst of being pleasured or whatever, I guess. Too, but you see like the leech marks from him and. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Chris's mouth all drool. Yeah. So um, I do, but Gallagher comes back. I do like Gallagher's kind of like suave villain. It's just like metaphysically speaking, I killed myself and brought myself back to life using puppet master techniques. And you're like, that's great. Yeah, that's great. He's like, now I'm gonna live forever. Yeah. This is how I figured it out. Yeah. I just, I had to, sorry, I had to kill you guys because you guys were about to figure it out, and I couldn't have you join me in this party. Right. And also, Megan, I also experimented and killed your parents. Yep. Sorry about that. You're like, ooh. Yeah, he <laughs> was like, the only way I could get you to marry me is to kill your parents. So, sorry about that. Uh, she is pissed. Uh, but we also find out that um, Gallagher is not terribly fond of these puppets, like his the former master, and is just treating them very shabbily. He's treating them like little puppet slaves. Yeah. He does not, like the old puppet master, Talon, like, loved them. Like, mm-hmm. he was like, you are my babies, and I will cherish you and take care of you, and... You know, I see that, you know, other people are coming to try to take you from me, but I will be there for you. He did his best. And then this guy is not a benevolent master by any means. And he calls them silly wooden puppets. Yeah. Don't do that. Useless. Those puppets are listening. We see- and they hear it and you see them like. You're like, oh, is that how it is, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. Let's see how silly we are in a moment. Yes. In the elevator. Challenge. Where we'll have a nice duel between Gallagher and Pinhead, who just disarmed Pinhead by just taking his head off. Like, oh, yep. that's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but he's uh, he might be the distraction puppet uh, because Driller comes in and just drills his leg so bad. That's great. Um, and he's trying to get out. He's trying to get out, of course. And mm-hmm. then there's Blade waiting for him, cutting right. his fingers off. And but before they, that, like we got to get little Pinhead. Like, got to cap it. He finds his head. Oh, he finds. And he finds head. it. And he puts his head back on for himself. And I was like, yes, <laughs> rise back. Um, <laughs> and then they go for him. Uh, cut his fingers off, mm-hmm. which ooze green goo because because he's not because he's dead. Yeah, he's this strange reanimated. What he, what is he? We don't really know. Corpse thing. Green mm-hmm. goo is good for him. Um, and then all you got to do is drill him in the neck. And then hold his mouth open and wait for the leech lady. Yeah. And leech lady comes in with the, this leech looks bigger and grosser than the last one. Of course. It's like she made a bigger one. To put in his mouth. Yeah. And it's like huge. It's like a leech loogie. She puts in his mouth. You're welcome, Wes. Um. Terrible. We've killed Wes. Leech loogie uh-uh. into mm-hmm. his mouth. I know. It's so, I was like watching it. It's so gross. That's the only thing that like, anyway. But Alex, 
survives. Yeah. So we get the... But strangely, he's, like, telling them to stop. Like, he's, just like, overwhelmed by what they're doing because he's, like, yelling, like, stop, stop. And, like, Megan even, like, is, like, sobbing and crying, like, make it stop. Like, this it's is too terrible. much even to watch Neil die again this way. But I was like, dude, fuck that guy. Like, he's terrible. He is terrible. But to watch any get anybody get killed like that, probably yeah. not a good yeah. time. Um, so we end with Alex saying goodbye to Megan. Yeah, he's like, look me up if you're ever on the East Coast. And then they had a little... They're kind interest. of were a little flirty, but no, nothing happened. Uh, but Megan's going to be there in her hotel all by herself, but she's not going to be all by herself. She's got the little puppy from Dana. She's got the Pekingese who turns into a real dog. Yeah. She pets it and looks like she says something. And I was like, who's the puppet master? Yeah. Now? I was like, I think she's really the master. Yeah. She's the puppet master. Yeah. And then I was like, was she the master all along? Was she the one that like, got them there to help like and neil like you know did, was she getting rid of them too like what's like the theory nine sequels or something to this terry so <laughs> if you wanted to delve in that puppet master rabbit hole you could go i don't far. think i want to watch nine i just no. know because <laughs> the thing is is like with you know horror movies almost always they start out at the best and kind right. of go down from there so if you're starting <laughs> you're starting out on this level i'm a little nervous <laughs> about like where number nine is you know it's got to be lots of fun. I it, think it like, is. like and Elvira's like done like a whole like series with them and right. stuff too. And, and like, I get this in. come out in like the post gremlins yeah. world. We're like, okay, what, what can we do? That's little and scary. People are into that right now. And I right. get it. And like, I love. And puppets are terrifying. They are. And Charles Band has a really cool way of taking a, a, a low budget and kind of going as far as they can with it and having fun. Like these are like the direct to video things that like everybody rented and had a good time with. So no hating on it. Right. Mm, but you know but you're not gonna watch all nine <laughs> no i'm not gonna not watch all nine <laughs> respect how about we get into some gore factor julia okay do that let's do it all right so one not enough blood to fill a dixie cup two a puddle of blood three enough blood to gross out the average viewer four bathtub of blood five run for the barf bag um this film is um actually a four yeah. is what we gave it because well, a leeches work, um, pretty disgusting. There's also, you know, necks, uh, that are being severed and heads that are like I, the severed heads in the bed that Alex yeah. like, saw. Like, I mean, there's like a whole lot of like, effects, effects that are, that are pretty, uh, pretty gory. So movie rating zero to five chainsaws. One, if you're desperate Two, barely qualifies as a horror film. Three, seen worse, seen better. Four, not too shabby. And five, fantastical. I give Puppet Master a two and a half. It qualifies as a horror film and a little bit more. I got it. I figured you were going to give it a two. I gave it a three. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I thought it was so stupid, but fun. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's, it, it does. It could move faster. That's I think part could of it. You the put pacing. It on a, could you put it on a party and have fun Healthily, with it though? Yes. yes. You it's really a could. great party movie just for the puppet, puppet POV at the very beginning. You know, I think I was in for that. I was like, oh God. I want somebody to do a supercut of all like monster POVs in movies. Yeah. That would be enormously long and not very interesting. It would be days. <laughs> but it might be. It's, it's just lurking. Lots of lurking. Just like running from mm-hmm, bush to bush mm-hmm. and shaky cam and whatnot. Um, so thank you for listening to us talk about Puppet Master. Next week, we're going to be talking about a film based on a Stephen King novel. What? Julia, your favorite. Dreamcatcher. Ooh. Ooh. So this is, um, I've read this novel. Okay. So I was like, okay, let's watch this movie. Okay. 
Mm, we'll talk about it. Oh, God, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> that was literally, I think, the first thing I wrote in my notes for this one coming up. You're so scared? scared. I'm scared of what you're going to say. I'm curious what, what, how, how it compares. Well, too. you know, I, I do love me some Stephen King. So what? I know. What? A you? little bit. What? Uh, Stephen King Sunday memes. Check them out, you guys, on the internet. Oh, yeah. Julian posts every Sunday for, uh, for Stephen, Stephen King, King Sunday. Sunday. So make sure if you aren't already following us on all the uh, social media, do that so you can see what she's got to say about Stephen King every week. Um, and you can check us out um, on our Patreon. Um, we have some great content coming up, some uh, fun stuff we have. We When we go on adventures, we like to maybe take a camera or talk about what we're, where we're at. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Marion pops up, those of you who know and love her from our, our original OG um, co-host as well. Um, lots of fun stuff for you guys. So I hope you guys check that out too, as well as all the social meets. Leave us a review if you can on the Book of Face, mm-hmm. the Face of Book. And we will see you next week for Dreamcatcher. Dreams. Dream weave. Oh, that's different. Dreams. Oh, that's a good one too. There's a lot of dream songs. <laughs> dream a little dream of me. Oh my God. I can't, I'm sorry we can't do the Corey and Corey movie. I know. We need to do like a, spe- maybe that's something we do for the Patreon in 2020. Your spinoff? We do like a Corey and Corey. Like, Ooh. we just want to do a special Corey and Corey like podcast. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. All right. This has nothing to do with Dreamcatcher. We will see you next week. Yep. Bye. <laughs>